about death is uncomfortable. We think if we don't talk about it, it won't happen. Sadly, this isn't true. It's the only thing in life that we can be certain about. And because we don't talk about it, often we don't know what to do when we experience the death of a loved one. My name is Fiona Garvin and this is Deadly Serious Conversations. I'll be talking to a range of people who will share their knowledge and experience so we can learn how to make dying part of living. Today on the podcast, I'm having a chat with Danielle from an organisation called Motherless Daughters. Danielle set up the organisation when she lost her mum at only 23. Suddenly, she found herself in a world where she didn't know anyone else her age who had lost their mum. After reaching out, she connected with Eloise and Danielle and Eloise created a not-for-profit organisation to connect other women who have experienced the loss of a mum. Mourning the loss of a mum can be very difficult and a very isolating experience and Motherless Daughters connects women of all ages who may be experiencing this type of loss. Hello, Danielle, and thank you so much for joining us today. Would you like to tell us a little bit about Motherless Daughters and how it came about? Oh, thank you very much for having me today, Fiona. I really appreciate it. Um, Motherless Daughters came about when I lost my mum in 2012. I was 23, and it was really quite an isolating experience. Uh, I didn't know anybody my age who had lost their mum and I couldn't really find any resources specific to the loss of a mum. Uh, and I reached out in a group on Facebook and it was a general generalised grief group and um, kind of put in there, you know, this is who I am and this is what's happened and is there anybody here who can relate and who would be happy to meet with me. And a girl called Eloise got back to me and and said, yes, I'm the same shoes and I'd love to meet. So we met at a cafe in, in Melbourne and talked about, um, you know, that there was no support and that it was quite a lonely and isolating experience. And given that we just got so much joy out of talking to each other and kind of developed a really special connection straight away we we decided to go and create a, a not-for-profit that would provide that same kind of experience for others yeah and firstly what was your mum's name Rosa Rosa and I'm so sorry that you had to go through that at such a young age it must have been very very difficult thank you for setting up motherless daughters it's a a wonderful organization and I know that a lot of people will be able to to get something out of it finding people that you can relate to at such a difficult time um, you know Mm -hmm. must must bring them a lot of comfort yeah I mean I certainly hope so we've had some really wonderful events and and stories that come from women who have kind of participated or found us and it it seems to be making a really big difference in their lives so I'm really proud yeah absolutely and Danielle what's some of the things that you organize do you organize events or is it predominantly online or a little bit of both um 
It has predominantly, well, it's all been online in the last year given COVID, but uh, usually our our big main event is a, a pre-Mother's Day high tea and that's held on the Sunday before Mother's Day just to, you know, unite and connect women in what is a difficult lead up to a what's usually a really sad day for women who have lost their mums. Uh, and we hold that in four different states. And aside from those, aside from that event, we have some dinners. So we just small intimate gathering dinners. And then the rest of our support is online with our support group and our fact sheets. And we've got some initiatives for children, our memories of mum journals for kids under 13 who have lost their mums. They're free and, um, you know, written with, they've got writing prompts and thinking prompts and mindfulness colouring in and just points for conversation really with their main caregiver so they're really they're really good they've been really really um popular and we've had some really positive feedback from them oh what a great idea and danielle you mentioned there about some of the initiatives that you have to support younger kids or or little kids who might be trying to um, navigate life without their mum. do you want to tell us a little bit about that Sure. Uh, we've got our Memories of Mum journals for children and and they, you know, they really assist with uh, allowing the dialogue to open up between them and their main caregiver, whether it's dad or grandparents, whoever really, to really, you know, discuss their mum and help process their loss and grief and, and not only that, to but to preserve uh, memories or, you know, anything that they, they want to keep close about their mum. Uh, they've got they've got prompts in there like you know what's mum's name write it in big bold letters and colour it in or, you know what what colour eyes does mum have when is her birthday um, what what's her favourite song write down the lyrics or you know they can post photos paste paste photos in there uh, or draw if they don't happen to have any photos of them and their mum. So it's really quite uh, universal in that aspect. Anybody can participate or have a journal. You don't have to have photos. You don't have to have memories. They can also complete with an adult. Uh, and it's it's just purely just a way to kind of navigate grief in a, in a children's way with the support of an adult if, if they can. That's a lovely idea. And so, Danielle, those early days of, of trying to come to the terms with the loss of your mum, I can imagine would be very overwhelming. What was that like for you? And, and you were 23, did you say? 23. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. You know, very, very overwhelming. Um, I guess you're really, really busy organising the funeral and for the first week you probably hear this over and over again and then. And then it kind of dies down and people stop visiting and contacting as frequently. And I, I think that's really when it sinks in that, wow, this is really final. Um, I've got a younger brother who's nine years younger than me and he was 14 when mum died. So I kind of jumped into a mum role for him. So my life was um, somewhat kept busy in that role I guess but you know it 
yeah it, it is really difficult because life as you know it suddenly changes and sorry you, you know you can kind of tell yourself mum's gonna die you don't really you can't ever prepare yourself um but there was a piece of advice that one lady gave to me when she stumbled across me when I was crying in the supermarket not long after mum had died and she said to me oh what's the matter and I, and I told her and she said that she was young when her mum died and she said to me the shock will carry you through and it's so true it, it, I, I look back and I think I was probably in shock for a long long time and it protected me yeah I, and I think you know you're right like no matter how old you are or you know how prepared or not prepared you are for your mum dying suddenly life looks really different everything changes everything from your daily routine to to what your life looked like before and afterwards and everything takes on a whole new meaning and yeah have you any advice for anyone who might be navigating that at this time as well you know and I suppose that's a great piece of advice that the shock will carry you through um anything else to get through those days Danielle oh look I think just be kind to yourself and don't try to fight crying or being upset I think just go with it and surrender to it as much as you can and and in the you know the times or this the bursts where you feel happiness or you smile or you laugh don't feel guilty for, for doing that you know just kind of enjoy those little moments because they they don't last straight away you know they're, they're far and few between but um yeah in those initial stages I think you've just got to surrender and just feel what you feel without being self-critical and and I guess too, really putting up any boundaries for people who do judge you at that time and really remove or distance yourself from those people because they're just going to make life more difficult than it needs to be. It, yeah, if I could go back and do that, I think I probably would have it would have made life easier for myself. And um Danielle, I suppose one of the other things is coming to the terms with the loss of your mum. Not everybody has a positive relationship with their with their mum. And I suspect that in this case, even their death can be a lot to process and come to terms with and can be a very difficult time as well, even if, if you haven't had a great relationship. Mm, absolutely. Like we have, we've got a many women in our community who have had that exact experience um some of them are estranged from their mum mum's still alive but they just for whatever reason don't have anything to do with them and others as you mentioned just didn't have great relationships with their mum and and their grief is you know incredibly complex and I think in a sense they have uh, a lot more to work through they there's lots of guilt and resentment and missed opportunity I guess to find out what what went wrong or answers to their questions or um, just conversations that perhaps have been that they've wanted to have but now they can't and 
you know, not only are they grieving, um, you know, a relationship that they've never had, they have a lot of what ifs too, you know, what if mum had been different or what if we didn't have that falling out. And and I just, yeah, I, you know, I, I imagine it would be very, very difficult for them and, and have spoken to a number of women in, in those instances. And, you know, every single one of them says they, they're very angry. They carry a lot of anger. Uh, and although we know anger is a part of grief, it, it's certainly a lot more profound, I think, for women who have had those challenging relationships. Absolutely. And you mentioned, uh, Danielle, about some of the events that you organise, one being the Mother's Day High Tea. I, I suspect that days like Mother's Day and your mum's birthday or anniversaries or all of those sort of significant days are, are really hard to navigate when when you've lost your mum. Have you any advice on how to navigate those or just take each one as it comes? Or yeah, is there anything that you do to, to honour your mum on those special days? Yeah, I think uh, I know my mum was the type of person who would just want, just wants my brother and I to, you know, go on and, and be happy and, and do what, what we need to kind of get through. And in the early days, it's been nine years now, and for the first probably five years, I used to want to do something to honour her, um, whether it was go and do something that she enjoyed or, you know, I I used to make the day about her. Mm. And that's kind of evolved a little bit for me, and now I make those days all about me. Mm. And whoever doesn't want to do what I want to do, I don't care yeah just go away and leave me alone and do as you're told or if not then I don't want anything to do with you for today um but I absolutely make them all about me and that's my way of honoring my mum because I know she'd be happy with that for me yeah and yeah I just plan I mean my partner has a boat so for the last few years I've I have wanted to go out in the boat and have a picnic, so that's what we do. Um, I know one of the other years I wanted to go and buy a, a little solar lamp and go and put that at the cemetery. So I did that or I cook cook her food if it's what I feel like eating. Yeah. Um, but I know like lots of other women in our community um, I know a couple of girls who get together and go and have high tea or, you know, they'll have a glass of champagne on the day for their mum and others who just want to be at home and, you know, cry or light a candle or go for a walk or just I don't think there's a right or a wrong. I think doing what you feel like doing on the day, whatever that looks like, is, is absolutely fine. And I guess the only real bit of advice I would have is if you feel like planning something, plan it. If you don't, don't. If you plan it and you wake up on the day and you feel crappy and you don't want to do it, don't be hard on yourself. Just just do whatever whatever comes on the day. Just do that. Yeah, great advice. And it's it's navigating all of those firsts as well, like the first anniversary or the first birthday or first Mother's Day. And as time goes on, you might yeah change the way that you choose to acknowledge that day and make yeah. it a, 
make it about you. That's that's a lovely idea. Yeah, and I think also managing your expectations of other people as well on those days. You know, you expect people to remember or you expect people to kind of reach out and something I've learned over the years so that I don't get disappointed from my own expectations is I've just asked those people that really mean a lot to me, can you save these dates in your phone so that you don't remember? Sorry, so that you do remember. (laughs) And that's been really helpful as well um, because it's not that they don't want to remember. People do have their own lives and I forget things too and I think, just remembering that people are human rather than taking it personally is really important. Yeah, and I do that as well. I have a very good friend whose father actually passed away. Um, his anniversary is on this coming weekend, and I have reminders snoozing all the time to um, make sure that I acknowledge that and I talk to her and reach out to her. And and usually I find that if I call the day before, um, just so that she um, that she knows I am thinking of her coming up to it. Um, but on the day, she may not be up to actually taking a phone call. Um, but, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's lovely. And, um, yeah, so, Danielle, you know, Motherless Daughters is a, is a great idea. And I think there are so many people, certainly through my work, I know that there's lots of people who could benefit from... Um, learning about your organization um, and yeah where where can we find you where are some of the places that you um, that you can be found yeah we're on uh, Instagram and Facebook if you just search us Motherless Daughters Australia and our website is motherlessdaughters.com.au Beautiful. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining us today and, and for sharing a little bit about Motherless Daughters and for having a cuppa. What have you been drinking today? I've got water today. It's so hot here. So I'm, <laughs> I had a cup of tea this morning and it was almost too hot then. So I'm, I've got a water here with ice blocks in it. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Well, normally I drink um, yeah, a milky tea, but today I've decided to go with a licorice and cinnamon because it is oh. so hot. Um, so, yeah, it's been absolutely lovely chatting to you. And thank you for the wonderful work that you do. And it's been wonderful having a, a chat with you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you um, chatting with me. And yeah, I've, I've loved it. Thank you. Great, Danielle.